G'day Aussie Gridiron fans and welcome to another episode of G'day Gridiron, the week 14 recap show. We have made it all the way to week 14 and it was an absolutely monster week. There's so much uh, amazing offense going on this week. Huge scores around the league, uh, some massive games, some big blowouts to especially by one Mr. Man Jot 49ers. Uh, and we've also got a special guest this week. We've got Matty C joining us from the Aussie NFL Fantasy Ranks. Um, g'day, g'day, boys. fellas. How are we doing? Oh, we're doing good, Matty. We're doing good. Man, I, I'm going to be sitting here tomorrow night, but I'm glad I get a yeah. of, of you, Matty. Yeah. What, what, what uh, you're going to have so much of me this week, you're going to be uh, not. I've just pick up and fed, I think, probably as well. By the time we do uh, tonight, tomorrow night, we've got the weekend as well, which we can talk about. Oh, we got dinner on Thursday. Too. Dinner on Thursday. Yeah, you, yeah. you two are together the entire week. Just, you may as well move in. Yeah, I'm going um, Don't worry, Maddie. Put a ring on it, Maddie. Put a He's ring on it. my work husband. That's what it is. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, I'm not ashamed at all. Yeah, me neither, man. I got, oh, a bit ex- I got a bit excited watching football this week, uh, and I had to ask yeah. Maddie to come on the show. And why did I have to ask Maddie to come on the show? Because the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. beat the Tennessee Titans for the first time in 11 years in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, over the weekend. So Music City, <laughs> yeah. Music City was absolutely pumping uh, for the Jags, but obviously nothing but misery uh, for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Trevor Lawrence threw a massive game, 368 yards and three touchdowns, and also ran for a score. Um, He's quietly proving that he might be the dude. He might have figured out what the NFL is, Um, whereas the Titans uh, seem to be a little bit of a... a, I can't say a sinking ship yet, but they're a bit more like a ghost ship at sea that's just floating out there. It's just in the never regions, and you don't know whether it's going to come at you and attack you, or it's just going to quietly float on by. So out there in the nether regions, <laughs> nether regions, <laughs> probably the, the Netherlands. Are you on my podcast? <laughs> nether regions. Well, the time... He's talking about the contents of undies. Are you sure you're not on the Aussie NFL fantasy show, mate? <laughs> well, there's certainly the Matty uh, effect, man. Already. I mean, I could use plenty more. How about I say? Uh, I was going to say about how the uh, the Jags uh, have it. This the Jags snapped a five game skid. Oh, <laughs> <more> <laughs> undies uh, against their oldest <laughs> division rival. Um, with just uh, the second victory in the this series in eleven games. Their only other victory in this series obviously came in November 10, 2013. Uh, such a very very long time ago, Matty. Um, they just have. It, to me, it seemed like watching this game, it seemed like, yes, Trevor Lawrence has finally figured out how to play in the NFL. It really seems to me it's more like, let's forget about last season, and this is more like his rookie season, what it should have been with a real coach uh, and real people around him. It's a bit like that, isn't it? Uh, I think that we were lucky not to kill him last year. in, And, I mean, it's in, in joking fashion, but also... Man, we, we could have really killed his career by putting him in a spot where he had very little confidence coming into this year. Uh, and I don't know, going into last year, I actually wasn't one of these big naysayers about uh, the idea that they went out and got one of the more successful college coaches out there 
brought in a yes man for that guy like Tebow through the preseason to try and get the tone of the you know the whole environment set right and then invest in the new young hotness quarterback. I thought there's nothing's going in the right direction there. And as it turns out, only one of those three things was really was really worthwhile. And I'm just glad we didn't kill that because now he's got a, a coach who, you know, a former quarterback. And I think that's really helpful to him. Uh, but I think the thing that's impressive for me this year is that the game seems to slow down a little bit for him. And he's, he's just got more opportunity to make more of his reads. We've doubled our offensive output this year already and gone from 11 points a game to almost 23. And, and I just think, you know, all of a sudden he's starting to look the part, you know. And I'm just really, really glad for him because, yeah, we could have easily have just squashed him before he got a chance. Yeah. Look, Ian, in your opening monologue there about the Jaguars game, you say he might be the guy. In my opinion, he is the guy. He's definitely the guy. He's the guy I think that can turn around the Jacksonville Jaguars franchise. I've seen enough to say that. Trevor Lawrence, he's always been a heralded prospect. Even coming out of high school, he's like a five-star prospect. I think he was number one or number two in the nation coming out of high school. He was absolutely incredible. Then then like freshman year, he literally won the national championship and everyone's been on him ever since that freshman year national championship in college. I remember watching that one as well. I was like, yeah, this dude's going to be good. And he he's definitely proven it. I think his first year, definitely an anomaly, 100%. It was just Urban Meyer, he, he was just, he was not an NFL coach. If you don't know who Aaron Donald is, firstly, how are you an NFL coach, bro? Like, Aaron Donald is one of the best defensive players out there, and he didn't even know who it was. Nine-year-olds uh, knew who Aaron Donald is, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I reckon nine-year-olds or 99-year-olds with, like, no memory will know who Aaron Donald is. <laughs> it, Urban Meyer doesn't know who the hell he is, Then he wasn't the coach for them. The, the Jaguars, they got a Super Bowl-winning coach, not just a former quarterback, like Matty said, a Super Bowl-winner, Doug Peterson, a very aggressively-minded coach. I would argue this is the second coming out party for Lawrence. His his coming out party was a few weeks ago against the Ravens when he won the game for them. I think that was the sign that finally Trevor can win in the clutch moments. He can finally get the job done when it came down to the last few seconds because yeah. he had a few chances in the first couple months of the season. He squandered all of them with like late game interceptions and Oh, yeah. four one-score games in the lead-up to that Ravens game. Not all in a row, but in that period from beating the Chargers really significantly, lost four one-score games before that. And and that was the part for me. It was like, oh, when we get behind now, I don't have to shit myself every single time the game's just gone that we don't have the horses. Trevor is a horse, and he's oh. pulling the cart. He's not the cart. He's actually one of the horses, and I just didn't know that for sure till then. He's an absolute thoroughbred. That is, he's, he's, yeah. Yeah. Um, 30 of 42 over the weekend, as I mentioned, 368 yards and three TDs, um, is a huge TD, as he said. Yeah. And a rush TD in that as well. It's, it's huge. It's a huge amount of, um, uh, uh, sort of, yeah, it's a huge amount of yards for him throwing. Yeah. And, um, obviously he wasn't the only one. Evan Ingram, uh, played (laughs) a massive play role in this. That's a lot of fantasy yards. points between was, those two, man. He was an absolute yeah, cheat code know. in fantasy this week, wasn't he? Um, yeah. That was a stack him, right there. <laughs> I, I, had, I had him in starts of the week on our show, Maddie. So, look, I'm, I'm one happy guy. I'm one happy guy that you got Trevor in that, that segment as well. 
But you know, no, you had Zay Jones. You didn't have Engram. Engram went untouched this week. Oh yeah, that's you right. Had Zay, Zay Jones, Jones baby, Zay and that Jones, was a nice right. second prize. Like if you're going to get a second place prize, that's a good one. Yeah, but, always keeping me in balance. But look, with the Jaguars, also an unheralded part. Their defense played phenomenally. I mean, Derrick Henry had what 117 yards in like the first quarter or something. Yeah, and then that one fumble Henry had that changed the entire momentum of that game. I was watching pretty much parts of it on Red Zone. I, I was like, Titans, definitely Derrick Henry, 200 yards. It's incoming. He's already got like 100 yards. It's not even half time. And then he fumbles on that catch and run. The Jaguars recover. Oh. And then they make them pay and score a touchdown the next offensive drive. And then we rarely see Henry again. I think this is a sign for the Titans. They need to... I think this is a sign that definitely the Titans have no plan B. When they're going down... If they're down, I'd even argue if they're down two scores, if they're down 14 nothing early, you know you've won against this team. This team it does not have the mentality. They don't have this sort of firepower. They don't have the weapons that can actually come back from that that sort of deficit. They, they have an over-reliance on Derrick Henry. They need a big lead to actually win games. They need a lead early. They need to run Derrick Henry like 25, 30 times to win a game. And then once they go down 14 nothing, they don't have any mentality. They don't have any dog in the fight anymore. They This is a team, I think, they were right to fire their GM because he hasn't built a good team at all. They lost their other good weapon in AJ Brown and they got, what, Traylon Burks back and he didn't pan out. That was that was a horribly lopsided And Robert trade. Woods, right? And, and Robert and Robert Woods. Woods. Yep. That was, also, they agency. haven't even used him. They haven't used Robert Woods at all. I've not seen one catch from Robert Woods in a Titans game I've watched this year. I've seen about three or four of them, which might be a small sample had, size. That's, that's, you, that's you, I think, because he had a few in this one. There was he, he, did. Because he, he did. He, he, he did, but that's a But I, I guess, I guess <laughs> you sort of said it, though. It, it, usually, if you see a stat with Derek, Titans and Derrick Henry that's 17 carries, 121 yards, yeah. you would think... Almost all in the first half. Yeah, right? you, would, yeah. you would think Titans have won that game, but... You look at the box score, and the Titans scored 14 of their 22 points in the first quarter. Uh, and, yes, I, I agree with you. It's, the Jags' defense did an amazing job in yeah. the second half to hold Henry and, and all of the rush, the, the rush at all, because they had no rush other than Henry's four yards on the ground in the second four half. Second four second half yards, yeah. Four and total second half yards. You know, there was intercept, three lost fumbles from the Titans. Yeah, can't do that. But it also, like, yeah, the Jags, those fumbles, those turnovers, the Jags capitalized on every one of those. They made sure. Very unjaguar like. It is very unjaguar like. <laughs> yeah. But it's exactly what you've got to do if you really want to win a game. If you want to be, you want to prove that you are a, a proper NFL team and you yes. can win the big games. Yeah, 100%. I think the Titans definitely. This loss exposed a lot, and even last week's loss too. But I, I think I talked about last week about how trash their secondary was. Man, yeah. Trevor exposed it a ton this week. He was all in. I think I was just hating on Taylor on the last on that last podcast we did, Maddie. Because yeah, man, I was hating on the Titans that whole week because all week. their secondary is just so trash. The Eagles ran, Eagles ran and passed all over that defense, man. The, the Jaguars just did the same. For the Titans, there's a lot of soul-searching. I know Ian said there might not be a free-fall yet. I agree. I agree. There might not be a free-fall yet. But 
man, there's some very wobbly signs. If they're going to play a Bengals team in the first round of the playoffs or, or even a Ravens team in the first round of the playoffs with Lamar Jackson, bro, I'm not, I'm not excited. I'm not excited for the Titans here. It's actually the post. There's actually the po- It's, it's a really, really long shot right now, but because of this game, there's actually the possibility that the Titans don't even get that C anymore yep. either. Yeah. Um, yeah. That they don't end up as the as what would be they would be the four seed because they are the least of those of those four divisions right now. Um, but there's the we're possibility... two games behind them, yep. and we've got we've got Dallas at home this week. Ooh. I actually feel like that's the best place we could have Dallas. Yeah. Um, then we go to the Jets and the Titans, which uh, sorry Texans, and I'm not scared of either of them. And then we finish on the Titans in Jacksonville. I'm not going to say that we're going to win a mile of them. Like with any confidence, but gee, you wouldn't. If you got to pick your run home, that ain't bad. That's pretty good. Yeah, that ain't bad. Good. Whereas the the Titans, on the other hand, have got the, I, if they play like they played against the Jags and it, it, when they come up against um, Herbert and the Chargers, I mm. and and the way that Herbert and the Chargers played this week, which was pretty damn well. Yeah, um, yeah. It, was, it was a great game. Then there's a massive possibility that the Chargers come out of that with the win. Uh, yeah. And put the Titans down again, you know. And of course, they've got the Texans after that, whatever. But yeah, then the they also Texans and Cowboys, yeah. Titans also play the Cowboys, so yeah. it's um. There's no way they come out on top against the Cowboys playing that kind of football. So they have to figure out what they're going to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only shining light in that is is if you're a betting man and the Titans playing the Texans is that's just slam home Derrick Henry plus two hundred. Rushing yards. <laughs> yeah. Right now. Down the over. Over, over, yeah, over. 100%. <laughs> but one question, though. I, I was talking to Maddie about this and the Aussie NFL Fantasy Boys off, off air pretty much this week. Straight after that Titans Texans, uh, sorry, Titans Jaguars game. Which team in the AFC South has a better future? Out of all four of them, which team has the best future? Out of who? Out of all four AFC South teams, I can't vote on fish? this. I'm not allowed to vote on this because I <laughs> already know that one team looks like a really big fish, but then when you look in the pond, you go, they're not that big. And then the rest of them, you know, uh, someone's going to rise. And you know who I'm going to say, so I'm just going to pass it on to Ian. Which has the better future? Yeah. Out the of better the future is, is, the, is the Jags. I mean, yeah. purely for the reason that the Titans aren't a complete team at all. They don't know who they are. They don't have an identity. Um, they're basically just uh, a half a quarterback, uh, an amazing um, running back, and then no, no other offensive weapons. So no other, nothing else. Um, and they're not really, they're not really massively talented or over overly talented on defense either. They're just, no. they're just good. That's all. Giving up seventy yeah. points in two weeks. Yeah, yeah and they're, they're just. You've I got like four weeks to score that, and then yeah. the other uh, the other ones, the Colts are who the Colts are right now. They're an absolute basket case. They're probably going to be another four to five year project, maybe. Um, I don't know how Jim Irsay keeps putting up with that without firing everybody in the organization, and just starting again. Um, I don't I don't even know how he keeps keeps the bloke that washes the towels at this fucking point because that. <laughs> Have you had a look at their run home too? They've got at Vikes oh, this week, right? So, okay, that's oh, they're gone. It's, it's um, a horrible run home. They go to they they're home to the Chargers, but I still wouldn't like to be the Colts there. They no. go to the Giants. 
again, I don't know. I'd like to be the Colts on that one. And it finished against the Texans. Yeah, well, that's going to be the biggest dead rubber ever. Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah, there's the, there's the fourth one. It's the Texans who are, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, like openly tanking this season. They're not even trying to hide it. Um, yeah. They're not even trying to hide it. We did bad. that for two years. It's fine. Although this, it's like, like uh, I've, we were all, <laughs> I thought they were going to win this week. I really thought yeah. they were getting a win this week. Oh, do you want to talk about that game here? Oh, maybe. Do do that? Yeah. Not really. Not really. Oh, <laughs> but, well, like quickly, because we're just talking about the Cowboys. They're going up against your Jags next. We'll go. Manny. But, yeah. boy, the Cowboys, I think I'd rather talk about Cowboys than the Texans. The Texans, therefore, have a great fight. They just need a quarterback to finish it off. And, man, Davis Mills, who are all pretty high on, boy, he is – he, he this, just was unlucky. He this had week, an amazing day. This week, you know what? I got a theory about this week, though, is that they this is how they should have been playing all all year if they weren't openly trying to tank. Yeah. Because yeah. they've gotten to, they're at one and 10 coming into the week, one, 10 and one, sorry, coming into yep. the week. They cannot lose that first, that, that first draft pick now. They cannot lose it now. Like yeah. it, it can't happen. They won't lose it because the others are still a, a much further ahead of them. Oh, and they still yeah. got to go to. Um, that I, I'm pretty sure they've got a trip to Philadelphia in them. Yeah, um, and and they've also got it like a Chargers game in there. I think too. Like yeah, well, their run homes are trying. So, so the Broncos and the Bears are the two the two uh, around them for that yeah. pick, and, and they they've both got two games ahead of them. Um, so they cannot lose it. So it felt like it was one of these games where they got up, things were rolling, and they were like, "Hey, let's just try and win this," and all of a sudden. Here's Dougie Davis Mills just balling out, um, and he really had the Cowboys on the ropes. At one point, I checked in on the score. I was like, "Whoa, what the? Where the fuck did that yeah. come from?" And I thought, "Are they going to win this?" And then the, the same point lead at one stage. I'm like, what yeah. "What's going on?" I was like, "I was praying for them to win because, man, I'm, I'm seeing signs from the Cowboys. See, their inconsistencies showing up again as it does year after year. Last yep. year, same shit. Like." Last year, they, they blew out the Commanders and then they lost to the Broncos at home. And then this year, they blew out, like, the Colts last week. They absolutely demolished them in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Even then, that was close for, like, three quarters. And now they barely squeak a win to, against the Texans. I think this is definitely science. It's the same old Cowboys year after year. They're gonna... all going to say, it's your year. It's it's we them boys. We're winning the Super Bowl. You're going to be saying that. But for me, I know, I know in my heart, this is another sign. You guys aren't even making the championship. They're going to get. They'll get to wild card rounds and lose, uh, lose a playoff. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, they're going to lose to Brady in the box, man. Yes, it's over. And and honestly, and as a as an you've given you've set me up with a segue again, man, Jot. We had a whole week where he set me up with segues. It was amazing, Maddie. There's another team that is going to do exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah, I know if, who you're talking about. If you are a fan of purple like I am, and you are a Vikings fan, and you just you're rolling on, and you, we knew, we all knew that even at, at ten and two, we were still not a fake team. But there was all the Vikings were going to set us up for disappointment at some point, uh, and then they go into a game where they should have been proving to the entire league uh, against the Lions that they weren't just um, that nothing team and that they can blow out uh, a team that is supposed to be a minnow, one that is, although uh, objectively they have the seventh highest offense in the in the um, in the whole league, the Lions do. 
but we should have been able to absolutely dominate them. They're also a division rival, so we really needed to to be able to, to lock up the division this week. And then we go in there and play like utter garbage. And for the third week in a row, the defense lets in over 400 yards. Yeah. Um, and it's just setting it's setting everything up to be for us to get have the good year, the good offensive year where we get into a playoff game and then we just lose that first playoff game every time. So yeah. I don't think at the start of the year, all Vikings fans were saying, Kevin O'Connell, great hire, great hire. We don't expect much more than basically meshing the team back yep. together and creating a good team and a good culture and put building blocks in place. Then we start rolling on. It's like, holy shit, he might have done this pretty quick. Maybe there's something going on here. Maybe we can get there. And you start after a while. I think it was uh, when we were at nine and two. People yeah, started after actually, the Patriots win on Thanksgiving, right? You yeah, go, mm. yeah. People started going. Hey, we might actually be able to win a win a playoff game, you know. And that's all. I look at Vikings Twitter and, and Vikings Facebook and all the, the social media. And Vikings fans aren't going, "Hey, we're going to win a Super Bowl." We're not like up ourselves like every Cowboys fan is whenever they get to a playoff game. <laughs> no, they, like Forty Nine ers fans. They're like the 49ers <sighs> fans every time they get there. And don't you say you don't do it, man, Jock? Because you're all fucking. Don't do you it. dare say you don't do it. You're doing <laughs> it today. <laughs> all right. You all I, fucking I was... do it, but. What all the Vikings fans have expected at this point was with how good the offense was and how good they'd meshed back together. And early on, Ed Donatel's defense was doing something decent. Is that we not just get to a playoffs, but we win a playoff. I don't win a playoff at playoff, least, yeah. And get, you know, maybe even get to the NFC Championship. Uh, you know, and we've held held the number two seed for five weeks now. Donkeys, yeah. Like, what are we doing? And then just it seems the last three games. Even though we've won a couple, Ed Donatel's defense is just, just not. It's just not right. It's just there's no other words for it. It's not right. There's something wrong. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. there's, there's no safety. Over four hundred yards every week since the Commanders game. Yeah. And I, admittedly, yeah. the next game went to overtime, so you know there's extra time to commit to you know concede stuff. But that's a big win against the Bills, and that was when I'm like, maybe I should believe. Like I've looked at it and gone, yeah, you beat. The Bears, you beat the shitty Saints with Andy Dalton. You beat, well, you know, what we didn't know what the Packers were at that stage. I'm like, ooh, in week one. Um, so the longer it went, I'm like, actually, I'm not sure I'm so convinced. But then you beat the Bills. I'm like, well, fuck. And then you beat the um, the Patriots in primetime after people got up here yeah, about primetime Kirk. Um, I'm like, no, no, primetime Kirk's fine. But, yeah, it's this defense. Like, I don't know that he can continue to overcome it. The, the secondary is garbage. Garbage, hot garbage. Yeah, it's not it's not Kirk's fault this game. A hundred percent not. It, no, and that's why I'm not getting on the offense either, because he, he threw he threw a massive amount. Yep. You're telling me, okay, this is how you know this defense is bad. You're telling me 425 passing yards from Kirk Cousins and what 223 receiving yards from Justin Jefferson, and you guys still couldn't win. That that's enough to tell me the defense yeah, is one hundred percent touchdowns <laughs> how how does it happen like that's Against the shitty lion secondary <laughs> yeah. yeah how did they only score a couple touchdowns i think that that also is a question yeah. like they, they made yards rain just the touchdowns weren't coming and then on the other end of the field the touchdowns and the yards came for the lions and i think look firstly i've got to give myself a pat on the back because i saw it coming ever since we started doing that 
playoff picture show, Ian. Yeah. I saw it coming. The Lions were going to win. I, I oh, yeah, we picked, and we did pick that, Matty. We you picked, did? You did? We, we picked that the Lions were going to win that one. Yeah, um, it's still disappointing for Vikings, of course. But for me, I, I think the story here is, is the Lions. Like, as much as it's the Vikings, you know, failing to overcome another hurdle, potentially also, as usual, falling short in the playoffs is incoming. That that sort of feeling's just gonna come as we're starting to feel that way. Even I'm starting to feel that way. But I think just thinking about it, I don't know. Like the Lions, we projected them to make it into the playoffs. Like and Maddie had to go back and listen to us say that. But yeah. we did predict we, we predicted them to make it as a seventh seed. And for me, uh-huh. I'm excited. I'm excited I'm to see them. Oh yeah, that, and that's it. And, then, and I love it. it. And the entire <laughs> reason we did that was because of their their offense, like yeah. the, the yeah. seventh ranked offense in the league from a team that is. And, and that'll win you regular season games. It won't yeah. win you postseason game, but it'll win you regular season games. And it's a problem that you both got the same, like you're both suffering the same ailment. Is you got this, offenses but no defense. Yeah. yeah, and this is the Lions was a was a team that they were a team that were one and six at the start of the season. Yeah, like, one and six, and now they're <laughs> six and seven. It's just, it's insane. It's, I think it's five in a row, isn't it? Benjamin? Five out of six. And their loss is to Buffalo in a one kick game. Like, I mean, yeah, that's come it. on, they almost beat <laughs> Buffalo. Like, yeah, they're actually yeah. a good team, and I, but, but I their run home is hard. Oh man, I was having this argument with the boys. See, I'm having so many arguments with the boys in Aussie NFL fantasy chat. But man, Jared Goff, I believe, is the guy. They should roll with him. They have to roll with Goff. He's leading this offense. He's he's turning this offense around into a juggernaut. They're actually the seventh-ranked offense in the league. That's enough for me to say you found your franchise guy at least for a year or two. They have to roll with him. I well, think. Yeah. I don't think they can draft a quarterback high. They've got the Rams pick. That's probably going to be a, what, a top five pick at this point, or top ten picks definitely. Oh, I think you've got top a, five. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to find a guy like. Will Anderson, I'll throw a name out there from Alabama. That defensive end, you pair with Aiden Hutchinson, you build a team around golf like that. I feel like that's where the Lions need to be. They can't be just throwing their pick at a quarterback again, unless it's perhaps Bryce Young. Bryce Young is probably the only guy I'd throw it. Even CJ Stroud, I'm a bit, eh, I probably won't, but maybe he's he's a good talent, but maybe not. And then I, I just think it's golf, though. I don't think anyone should be. I don't think they should be throwing any at it at anyone. Even at Bryce potential, they shouldn't be doing it. That's a big call for me to make. But I think they have a chance to actually build something around Goff. And I think Goff is the type of guy Dan Campbell's always wanted. And I think he fits Dan Campbell and that Lions team so perfectly. They're like this team of like misfits, these outcasts yes. that yes. every that you can really root for. Make behind. a movie like, about them. Yeah, like the <laughs> like basically the Rams like kicked him to the curb wanted to make him homeless so badly that they actually sent an extra first-round pick to, like, get rid of the guy because they were like, oh, he's so trash. And then he comes back. He turns it around pretty much ever since day one, that first game of last season against the Niners. He's actually looked pretty solid in, in most games. He's actually not been that bad. It's just the defense has had to take some time. And Hutchinson himself, he's an, he's a stud. Man, they got Okuda, the cornerback. He's, he's just getting his feet wet. He's in his third year. He had his first couple of years derailed by injury. But I think he's just getting his feet wet. He might actually yeah. still be that guy people projected to him to be in college. 
I coming out of college, sorry. And then I think they gotta get a guy like Will Anderson or someone else in that defense, maybe a linebacker or something, to really like complement Hutchinson and just making sure this defense can work around golf and that high powering offense because mm. if they have a good defense, we see like we see like the Niners and other teams like the Eagles, these t- top teams in the NFC, they have good offenses but great defenses. And I think again, another thing the Vikings are lacking. But also, yeah, this it's it's a bit hard. It's a bit hard to project. Cause like next year the Lions may fall off because the Packers may come back, you know, this might just be this a their year, off. right? Yeah, this is probably they, the, they have to capitalize. They don't need to tank because the Rams are the Rams are representing them in the tank bowl, shall I say? But yeah, well, at the moment, at the moment with the Rams pick, they've got the fourth pick, and they're likely yeah. to have somewhere between the nineteenth and the twenty third, which is their own pick. Um, if, if they get yeah. into the wild card, they no do. You, you're right about Goff, though. He's still only twenty eight years old, um, yeah, so it's, they've still got eighteen years if you want. He's still got a few more years. I think they're currently discussing contracts as well um, because I think he's a free agent next next season. Um, mm. But I could objectively see three or four more years out of, out of golf uh, at the Lions, which wouldn't be any... Um, I don't think it would be... Uh, yeah, I don't think it would be out of the realm of possibility, especially the way he's been playing the last few, few seasons. Yeah. But they've both got yeah. the same problem where they do have to start thinking about the future at the same time because they've got not much behind uh, Goff and no future. They need to. They obviously Lions need to do something defensively wise. So do the Vikings as well. Yep. Uh, yeah. Because both offenses are great as they are right now, but the D is the, the biggest problem that there is. Uh, you can't. And how long do you think you can continue to outscore teams? <laughs> Even the great offenses, yeah. like the Bills and the Chiefs and that they've all have their teething problems with defenses will work them out temporarily and then they've got to reinvent it. And do we think the Lions or the, uh, or, or the Vikings have the propensity to be able to reinvent it? Yep. I'm not sure. Yeah. So yeah, golf does have that potential out of his contract next year. I don't think they're going to try and get him out of there. I think they're going to ride it as long as they can. Because I think, yeah, unrestricted free agent in 2025. I'm using spot track figures, by the way. Spot track is one of my favorite sites. I love that website. These. Yeah, it's one of my favorite sites to look at these things. I think it definitely breaks down all of the salaries and everything pretty well. So, yeah, they're saying, like, he's only got, like, a $10.6 million base salary this year. And his cap hit's only $31 million. Next couple of years, there's a $30 million cap hit each year. So, for me... I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing the Lions. I wouldn't mind seeing them ride with Goff because I think that's the way they need to go. They need to ride with him, get better on defense. They can build something around him. We've already seen it. There's already proof in that. They just need yeah. to continue to give him the pieces. I'm, I'm still it's, very... It's funny, it's funny how similar both teams are too, though. Isn't in, it? In terms of their journey and stuff. Because um, that's one of the things I was going to bring up was the fact that but, and it's, I think I want to, I'll probably talk more about it during the off-season, man, job, but in the lead-up to draft and everything. Yeah. But um, the Vikings as well, I like Kirk Cousins, uh, and I've, I've never not said I don't, and I think he's actually a, a pretty good quarterback. Um, yeah. He can make pretty good throws. Uh, his numbers are bang on every season, so you know you're gonna, what you're going to get out of him. 
um, and how much you're going to get out of it, what kind of production, because it has been the same the whole um, time he's been in the league. But there's only one more year on his contract too, and he's going to be 35 next year. So yeah. the Vikings need to really start thinking about the future and what they're going to do and how they're going to develop that, um, especially with Kevin O'Connell there for, for quite a few more years. You've got uh, the opportunity to sort of maybe you go a young QB and, and, and bring him up, you know, because obviously we got rid of a couple this, this season, early on in the season, but maybe you try and pick one and bring him up. Um, you do something, but... We've got to do something, but at the same time, you, ha- you go, well, it's functioning and it can get us maybe to a playoff, but we need to fix the de- the, the other side of the ball because it's hot garbage. So, yeah. Yeah, and they have so similar. the lines. It's, 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 it annoys me. It's so, it annoys me. And yeah. I don't think, and you mentioned the, the NFC North, um, the Packers are the same. What's, you tell me how it's different between three teams right now. The yeah. top three teams. The Bears right. are just. The Bears are hot garbage. The Packers don't really have an offense either. That's the problem with the Packers. The Bears have got the Bears have got a quarterback, and the rest of the team is hot garbage. Yep. Yep. But the Packers have they have an offense. Well, they do have an offense, and they've got offensive weapons. But their QB doesn't know how to use them because his best mate up and left him. And then their defense can lost some key players, and they can no longer stop teams like they used to to give him a chance to make these outrageous throws and these outrageous plays so there you know it's the top three teams in the in the nfc north uh, seem to be identical to me is, is it just me yeah uh, I, I, I get you the packers offense has only kicked into gear in the last so three of the last four weeks they've looked a bit more like themselves and their draw shows them that they could run the table and finish nine and eight so they might sneak themselves away in if but I mean, then you know, it, it's not all a cakewalk to do it. Uh, but their their offense have been just a, it had been an abandoned mess up until yeah. about a month ago. So, sorry, Mandot, you were going to say. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I was I was totally getting what Ian said because man, Ian's c- completely right. All three teams are just are just having the same issues. Just decent offense, bad defense. It's just a decent to good offense, shall I say? Because there's there's Two good offenses. The Packers' offense starting to come good. I'll just give them a decent tag for right which is now. That, which is only because of Christian Watson. That's yeah, it. Watson is the kid. I, I yeah. think I was saying on the last show we did with the NFC one, the NFC, I think it was the playoff picture show, I was saying Watson could be a real trouble for this Vikings defense. Like, I know you're saying, oh, he's only one receiver, one player, but he's that sort of guy that could be a difference maker. Same with, like, Jefferson. But even then, they... You still need a bit more. You still need a bit more than just the one receiver. I think for the yep. Vikings, unfortunately, as much as I want to believe in Kirk, he's not the right guy, I think, for them to, to get that Super Bowl home. And this is a team that year after year after year is always built to win a Super Bowl because they're always playing so close to the cap. They're playing so close to the edge of the cap that you know that well, they have to – it's Super yeah. Bowl bus yeah. They refuse to change, yeah. And, and they have to – unfortunately, they're going to have to stick with him through at least the next year of his contract um, yeah. and see him out as a free agent because his cap hit for 23 is at $36.25 million. Yeah, and they'd you be, can't let him go. And, and 48.75 dead cap. So yeah. it's um, – No point. You have got to, to play him. So 
So that and they restructured him to to move money around to to get other players in. I think that was they restructured him mainly to get Zadarius Smith, which is um, Smith and, and it kept money free for Hawkinson. Yes, yeah, oh, yes, which and was the, a great yeah. pickup, and that's his second receiver, right? Like thielen yeah. has been fine and all; he's not the same guy. He played well on the weekend, but but Hawkinson is taking that second receiver role. Yeah, hundred percent. So, yeah, and then the problem is they're going to have. You got Jefferson into his third season next year. He's gonna the dude's gonna need to get paid. Yeah, he will. <laughs> Although being a first round, he's gonna keep records. him for the fifth year for free. So that's yeah, right. they you do. Just but make sure you sign him up in the fourth year. I think they're gonna have to sign him up going into the fourth year to keep. They him need up. to pay him sooner rather than later. Well, he doesn't have options if you don't. Yeah, I mean he can hold out if he wants, but he's not playing football, and and the Vikings have all the leverage. Yeah. So yeah. His value is only going up. Capology so <laughs> well, that's the problem. The problem is, yes, as Vanjot just said, his value is only going up. So you want to lock him in. He just uh, broke early. his career receiving yards record. This dude is just—he's he breaking broke, records. He, I think he broke the Vikings' single game receiving yard record as well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> when you look at he's Vikings' on... historic receivers, it's not a bad club. <laughs> he's beating—he's beating Randy Moss's records. That's basically what's yeah. happening. Back yeah. in the day, like Chris I've Carter as well. Yeah, yeah. Just I've a heard bit. of Chris Carter. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much, if you search, if you search for Vikings Vikings jersey online, every single one of them is a Moss jersey. So, you know, it's just... Fair enough. He was, he was the guy. He oh. was the guy back then. Right, Matty? Oh, he's the man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's a lot of Vikings talk. Oh, that's... Yeah. And we haven't even went to the 49ers yet. You segue me into I... it, and now we're going to have to get to the 49ers Bucks game, man, Joe. Oh boy! And you got ninety seconds. Go. Uh... <laughs> oh, by the way, that gave Jefferson the receiving yards list. Oh, sorry, the receiving yards lead that game. He's on an even fifteen hundred, bang on fifteen hundred, fourteen sixty. Tyreek Hill. So th- there you go. Very impressive. He is one catch less than Tyreek. So Tyreek got More to the hundred reception. More TDs. Oh. Yeah, they're they're both on six TDs as well, oh, which is yeah, alarmingly right. low, isn't it? Now, I think it's Benchot and I have talked about this with the Dolphins. Mm, is that, yeah. that in the Dolphins' case, it's um it's Tyreek getting the big yardage, the machine, and, yeah. and, and, and Waddle is the finisher. Mm. Yeah, uh, and exactly. it's much it's much like he that needs with because them. only getting two three catches a game. He needs to be doing something. Yeah, it's yeah. much like that with the Vikings as well, where where Jefferson gets all the yardage, and then the finishes will will sort of well, go up. Between, yeah, well, it's it's well sometimes Hawk, but it's uh. Dalvin Cook, it'll Dalvin be KJ Osborne, it'll be oh, Madison. Maybe Madison last week, yeah. yeah. So they've got a lot of other guys, but they use Jefferson to get down the field as quickly as possible yeah. in big chunks. So it's similar. Dolphins are doing the same thing, really. And then Waddle is Waddle seems to find the right routes into the into the end zone when it matters. So what does San Francisco yeah. do to get that same chunk yardage now, Manjot? Because we saw you know Debo's going to be down for a few weeks. They're on their third quarterback. Yeah, um, and I can't think of anyone on this island I would prefer to ask that question to. <laughs> oh man, there is, there is another guy <laughs> I reckon who who plays exactly like Devo, Christian McCaffrey. I think he's the guy. I don't bring... think he plays exactly like Devo. Well, no, not I, exactly. I don't think he okay, plays very similarly at all. He's not, he's not a wide. Rec- I, I mean, he's the running back version of Devo that can no, be versatile. I'm just saying. That, I'm but, saying he, yeah, I think he plays better than Devo. I think. I think he plays more effectively than Debo because it's more like running. I think the running holes are just getting open there for CMC. It's 
It's looking good. That I just rushing... don't think he can send a guy as big as Debo through the holes. A tiny little midget Christian McCaffrey can go through. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not like the offensive line's good. <laughs> yeah. That O-line's actually not that. The O-line's not that good. But no. we still managed the to get The defense is the done. deodorant. Yeah. The the defense has been absolutely it's just carrying this team. It yeah. has. It has. But another dude who might be coming up, Brock Purdy. I, I can't talk enough about this kid today. Man, I, I might have to actually use his <laughs> nickname. I might have to go to the big cock Brock. Yes. Man. I might have to get – I'm sorry. I'm turning this to Aussie NFL fantasy. <laughs> We're going one step at a time. Oh, but look, look man, out. <laughs> BCB, as I shall call him by short from now on, this, this dude – I don't know where he he's came a, from. He's a guy. Uh, and, it, and it puts to bed, it absolutely puts to bed the whole Mr. Irrelevant tag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every other Mr. Irrelevant has always been... Um, oh, a, they get cut. They've been, they've been weird. Just, yeah, but they'd always been weird like... Weird special teamers or Weird whatever. special teamers and cornerbacks and punters and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> there's there's no one's really been... So no, string all, long snappers. Yeah. The <laughs> only other Mr. Irrelevant I can honestly name is Chad Kelly, and that's because he's like the nephew of Jim Kelly, a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's the only other Mr. Irrelevant no I one's, actually like, can No remember. one's picked a quarterback that was the number one quarterback at his at his college. No one has picked that, that QB there as Mr. Irrelevant. So everyone no. always wants to... And even the whole thing's about he's the first... First one to throw a touchdown. He's the first one to beat Tom Brady. He's the first one debut. to literally throw a forward pass as well. Yeah, all that shit. Of course he is, because no one's picked anybody before. It's a fucking <laughs> small sample size of one. Like... He's, he's definitely got to be the best Mr. Relevant of all, all time. And that's only a game. It's only one start and two games in. Because... It's such a dumb it's such a dumb tag too. It's oh, I mean yeah. it's there's free agents every year that get picked up. There's free agents oh, that, that end up as that end up as Hall of Fame for God's sakes. I yeah. actually know the origin, the full origin story of the Mister Relevant tag. Major, I have no doubt you do. Yeah, it's actually started by a Niners player called Paul Salada. He was like, "Oh, why is the last pick in the draft? See, he's like the first pick in the draft gets some sort of celebration. What about the last pick of the draft?" I'm going to have a whole week named after him. So he, he started the Mr. Relevant tag. They have this whole like irrelevant week now where it's just like the Mr. <laughs> Relevant gets like wined and dined, I think in Hawaii or some shit and everything. So look, that's still he's happen- not making the roster. So he's got a lot of time. Does that <laughs> yeah, still happen? So, yeah, I th- I'm sure that still happens. I, I don't think it happened for Brock Salata though. I think he was a bit busy taking snaps. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know Salada passed away a few years ago, but... I still think they probably should do that as honor. If they're not doing it already, I think Brock Purdy deserves it more than anyone. On that first play of the game, man. Holy shit, like... it does still happen. Sorry. I'm still sticking on that. It does still happen. There's a Mr. Irrelevant.org. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I love that. A few... I love it, man. What See... do you have to do to get a .org, by the way? Because I feel like we could set up a few. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know with... <laughs> I'm starting a BrockPurdy.org and starting oh, yeah. a whole... Peacockbrock.org. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I was just getting into the recap after. All right, after go. Every, recap. A quick get, recap. Get into the recap. Oh, you've almost used your whole clock, man. You better hurry up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, okay. okay. First first <laughs> pass of the game, like the first play of the game, he gets absolutely freaking drilled, helmet to helmet, roughing the passer. And then I was like, oh, boy, this might be a long day for my boy Brock out there. We might have to get into the Josh Johnson sort of thing. 
But then Brock just still hangs in there. He still does well. He had a per- perfect passer rating under pressure. You can't tell me this kid doesn't have balls, man. Like, literally, he has the balls of steel. This guy, you cannot scare him. You cannot stand as much pressure. This was my one criticism about Jimmy Garoppolo. Can't stand pressure. He's always getting scared, getting frightened. He throws the ball away. He doesn't do anything. Brock Purdy, he still throws the ball over the middle under pressure. Still finds a guy like Kittle. He had one interception, I guess, yesterday that, that put him the blemish on him. But apart from that, man, he hit some beautiful balls, deep balls to the left side to to both Ayuk and CMC. Those were beautiful catches too. But the the amount of the amount of great passing you gotta have, the arm talent, the sort of accuracy he had to have to make those throws. That's insane. Like for a rookie, a guy who's not even taken to the last pick in the draft, and you're telling me he's probably at this point, I, I hate to say it, but he's outperformed the guy. We traded three first round picks to, to get the third overall pick to take um, because he's only played six games. Let me just quickly, before the Trey Lance fans like hate me in the comments, I'm just a 49ers fan. I've got a whole skit about that coming up. Anyway, <clears throat> that was my full editorial dev. But, <laughs> but let me just say that I love to see I love to see what, what Brock Purdy can do. And the big story, I mean, CMC had another good game. Ian, you nailed your big prediction. You had the 75 rushing yards. I, I reckon I get Got a little in. credit. I get a little credit for the receiving yards because he's still pretty decent in the receiving game. I thought I thought I should get a little credit. Also, the Debo, man, uh, we haven't talked about. I know Maddie brought it up when we started it. Man, it, it hurt. It hurt a lot to see Debo go down. As not only a Niners fan, but as a football fan in general. As a guy who plays flag football, pretty much the way I see Debo play, where I just line up in the backfield, I line up at wide receiver or wherever. I, I can see why it's pretty much tiring. But yeah, Debo, thankfully, the guy is actually... I, I'm glad he's actually going to be all right. He's going to be back in a few weeks rather than being out for the season like I thought. And hopefully, 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 Devo's back. He's right. He's healthy for playoffs. They're saying week 17. Frankly, it was just a MCL and ankle sprain, not a high ankle sprain, not MCL tail and ACL tail. He's made of rubber. Just... That's what happened, man. Yeah. He's made of rubber. <laughs> it was just a low end. It, thank gosh, man. Like, we got really lucky. We got really lucky with that. But the defense as well, only allowing seven points. I just started the offense. The defense deserves a ton of credit. Dre Greenlaw, I have him as my as one of my linebackers in the team of the week, which will come out next episode. But Dre Greenlaw was absolutely insane. Even getting Tom Brady to sign the ball he intercepted. Oh, um, I, that, I, watched that, I watched that video. And there's there's a yes, it's, he's fanboying and he's getting Tom Brady to, to sign the, the ball. That, it was, it was. <laughs> But then there's also the bit where he's saying to Tom Brady, I've been watching you since I was two years old, man. Like, fuck me. What? It's, oh it's, it's just left. mean. Manjot does that to me all the time. Did you do this to you, Ian, as well, where he's like, you know, way back in 2017, when <laughs> I, I was like, you know, just this wee kid. I'm like, dude, like, we'll finish school. <laughs> like, we were, I've, I've been married a long time by then. I'm sure you were the same. It's like, what oh, Manjot, what you're does? killing me. Yeah, it's when he it's when he goes when he starts talking about living at home with his parents and I'm like, oh, that's right, I forget that you're young. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
my heart oh, can't take it. He I just forget that if we with that stuff. I forget that if we uh, shaved that beard off, it'd be very baby faced underneath. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He just and he talks so much wisdom, and then he says things like that, and I go, ah, oh, up yours, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Look, I, I just spent too much time. I mean. I was literally talking today about how how the Niners, you know, in my lifetime, every time we made the playoffs, we lost the the eventual Super Bowl champions and everything. So, and then I've I've gone gone through the pattern. I'm sure everyone's probably heard me say the pattern of how every time it's been lost and since I started being a Niners fan, like in all years, yeah, yeah, it's like every like time we made the playoffs, it's like lost NFC Championship game, lost Super Bowl. Lost NFC Championship game, lost Super Bowl. We just lost the NFC Championship game. So if we make the playoffs, we're gonna lose the Super Bowl. I'm ready. I'm ready to face the third time heartbreak in my life. Probably the third. It'd be up there in the top three heartbreaks with the other two. I'm I'm prepared if that happens. But I'm prepared. hoping. I'm hoping Brock Purdy is the guy that actually takes that all away, makes that whole whole pattern irrelevant, and just actually gets us the Super Bowl because. This roster has been constructed for one for such a long time. It's either injuries or just some damn bad luck that just ruins it every single time, even in the horrible era. Every team says that, though. Oh, it's yeah. injuries or it's bad luck. That's not significant. Yes, it's, that's it's, it's, that's it's, fanboy. It's, 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 <laughs> they, definitely, they, they definitely need to stay healthy. That is the key yeah. to the 49ers at the moment because, I mean, they almost broke Brock Purdy as well, so... Yeah, yeah that, that offensive line will continue to get his their players hurt because and yeah. it's proven to continue to do that. And yeah. I trust it. I trust it to do that. We have the best left tackle in the league in Trent Williams. We have yeah. good offensive guards. It's just good one guy. Mm. No, I mean with okay, the okay. amount Banks, all three QBs are getting blown up. I don't think you can yeah, call them say, good. All right. They're, all right, they're not good. Aaron, man, Banks, <laughs> Aaron Banks on the left side, he hasn't allowed a sack all year. Drake Jake Brendel, the center, who I don't really rate because he's always committing holding penalties like every mm. single snap. Oh. I, yeah, I'm, this I'm is how you don't commit sacks. You he, just hold the shit out of people. Yeah, he had it, actually didn't see the sack like the whole year. And no, then no. Just right cheat. guard, That's the way to do it. Burford, he's wrong. Uh, it's the right tackle for sure, Mike McGlinchey, and also Brendel. But Mike McGlinchey, he's an absolute problem. It's he's all as a unit. You can't, you can't, you can't single them out as a unit. Yeah, they're, they're not great. Yeah, they're they not right average side offensive of line. The O line yeah. is just so because they all and starts with McGlinchey. Individual players don't matter in an offensive line. The same yeah, as the does. defensive line, they don't matter. They're, they're a unit. They have to play as a unit, and they always yeah. have to play as a unit. They have to mesh as a unit. They have to know what they're doing. Exactly. Have to know exactly what their quarterback is doing, and that's the other problem. Is when you're on your third string quarterback, how the fuck do you know what he's doing? Yeah. But yeah. anyway, I think uh, Ayuk must be the only Niner that I haven't seen on the injury report this year. Well, you just fucking jinxed him now, haven't you? Oh fuck, Dad. Okay. <laughs> shit, Ayuk, man, I predicted your breakout and everything. Four weeks to go. What are you doing? Four weeks <laughs> to playoffs, and they're just fucking. Month is a long yeah. time. A but, but order Ayuk, is a long man, time. Ayuk, stay healthy. We need you. He's going to oh, be the mate. big key. Yeah, well, really man, big game. Up. By the way, we might not get around to talking about this on Good Egg Ground. Big game of Thursday, Niners Seahawks. Niners win. They win the division. 
Brock Purdy will go from a backup to a division winner. For just win calm down, mate. Because just there's, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of teams that if they win this backup, week, two games. all clinch the division. Okay, <laughs> yeah, but we'll be the first if we win. So. No, well, because it's on Thursday fucking night, it doesn't count just <laughs> yeah. because you're the first game. Yeah, but the Vikings had their chance, man. And you're playing in Seattle, and you know that the 49ers Sorry, are man, you yeah. only you haven't played any other games until this week. You haven't had chances to win other games. Yeah, well, we need the Panthers to win. You know, we helped the Panthers. No, you Panthers. needed to win. You've got four losses. You needed to win. Yeah, true. True. All right. Yeah, we... we... You're a crap lawyer. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. Yeah, I'm my a sales right. guy. I'm... I blew up in a minute. <laughs> my mom's right. I'm just too nice. I'm just too nice to everyone. I need to show the mean side a bit more. She's like, Man, you're, you're too nice. You need to, like, actually... You hate the law thing anyway, so... <laughs> Yeah, I know. He wants to be an analyst. Yeah, he's I good think. at that. He's really good. I at that. I want to be a full time analyst, but, <laughs> but just, I have to do the job. Just to put a full stop on your on your Seahawks 49ers stuff. The Seahawks lead the series thirty to eighteen. Oh, yeah. Right? So let's just chill. Yeah, uh, painful memories. Let's not bring yeah. it up, man. Other games. I other think it's games. time for the goat Gino to really shell out. You know, it is. Well, yeah. Let's talk about Gino. And what was that? So the Seahawks went down to the Panthers. The twenty-five. As we do it. Let's do. It. We're going to do a quick recap. So we'll go around the scores. Yep. Um, give us weird some game. likes, dislikes, anything notable quickly on that. Definitely a weird game. I liked it. Um, I, I did it. not expect the Panthers to come out and punch him in the mouth like that. And then the home on. I have a lot of respect for that. I wasn't the expecting it. The Panthers have weirdly been doing that the last few weeks. Just, just yeah. smacking teams around for no reason. Why? Ever um, since far is Matt Rule. Matt Rule's the problem. This dude. Well, it seems to me Christian team. McCaffrey might have been the problem as well because it, oh, it, it was immediately after Christian McCaffrey left. What? It doesn't make <laughs> any sense. You've left, you you just trade away your best offensive weapon, and then all of a sudden the team starts winning. That's just amazing. Yeah, that's because they don't have to run him into the ground anymore. Oh, they true. can actually run a run running back by committee. It worked for both teams. People. Well, I think the goat Sam Donald's back too. So I, yeah, Sam Donald. I don't think that's insignificant. But the, the, and there's the other there's the other thing. There's obviously problems still there anyway because yeah, um, uh, yeah because Baker Mayfield asked to be traded. Uh, or sorry, asked to be waived, was put out on waiver wire, picked up by the Rams, and then led the Rams to a 17-16 win over the Raiders. Um, oh. It's just... It's just Man, the oh, which was so impressive to beat the Raiders. You put Hugh in the rack, but... Well, yeah. the game... the, the last on how awful the Raiders are. <laughs> the last bit of the game was definitely <laughs> impressive. I mean, but no, the, the impressive part is that he came in there on... 40 hours? 40? Was it 40? Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't two full days. It was, so it was 40 yeah. hours, and he, they said they had they did two 10-play um, training sessions. So they, they ran through two 10-play training sessions, and he came out and played like he'd been there the entire season. It's just he threw That's 22 crazy. or 35, 230 yards. But who does that? Yeah. <laughs> Game-winning 98 yards. Drive! Wow, yeah, man. that that drive. Is... Yeah, that's cool. I enjoy watching that. That was a that was a crazy moment. As a guy who doesn't particularly like the Rams, I I liked it. I liked that moment a lot because, man, I, I gotta have some respect as a guy who doesn't like Baker Mayfield. As yeah, you well. were cheering I, for the Rams and Baker. It was the weirdest thing. It was so weird. Like was I was so actually weird. pretty. I, was, I I I thought it was a good moment. I just thought 
this is this is the NFL when you can yeah. win at any time. In under he's 40 crazy. hours, he's gone from just a cut nobody to the winning quarterback for the Super Bowl champions. Sorry, I'm just doing the Brock Purdy on. <laughs> yeah. Look, the NFL could be scripted. I'm still watching this shit every week. I could not yeah, give a absolutely. shit. Absolutely. Well, all right. Oh, it's so... the best TV show on Five Networks. So I'm all in. I don't care yeah. if they're rigged or whatever. Look, look to hear that speech again for the 50th time, Maddie. The mm. best TV, the best TV show on Five ne- Different. You networks. can't write a show that good, and people have been trying for 100 years. Yeah, 100. percent I agree. Best uh, other scores. Let's keep moving. Uh, Bills beat the Jets 20 to 12. Yeah, I watched that one. I watched that one pretty much in full. Man, feel bad for Mike White who went out with an injury. It's a scoreless first half until pretty much like the two minute warning. Hang on, though. Then, Mike White went out with injury, came, came back, back in. and then got destroyed again and had to be pulled out. He did and not want to leave. He didn't he want to leave. He had to go to hospital. And they, well. Yeah, had to go to hospital as well, but he didn't want to leave. Mike White's going to start this week. I don't think they're going to keep him off the field. This he, is a dog, like, man. He is. He could be. He could actually be the quarterback the Jets franchise has needed, and he's yeah. been there all along. Um, he's a way better leader than that. That Sam oh, Wilson. And you he's can a, tell he's a leader because of just that. Just that the balls of that to go out and then go. Yeah. No, I'm coming back. No way you're going to take me off the field and get smashed again. And then they still had to say to him, "No, you're coming out. We're taking you out." <laughs> like, man, I was. <laughs> It's easy to for him, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I was watching dude. that game and I was I was very concerned. Every time he took a sack, every time he I don't know, it, I was like, that, oh, that, that, mate, that first hit, though, in the first first drive, the one that, that did it to him, possibly uh, broke a rib or fractured a rib. That's yeah. what, just the rib injury. Even rib cartilage injuries are really painful. I, I have a... Yeah. Uh, just, I don't understand how... I understand that's a legal tackle um, yeah. and it was very textbook. But when you look at some of the other roughing the passer calls, and then you look at that <laughs> along with it, and you go, you know, "Where's the consistency?" Oh, because yeah. boy, that's Sunday night. That one on Sunday night football. That was absolute dog shit, man. I was, I was straight up in. I was straight up talking about how soft this generation of NFL was after seeing that tackle. But yeah. look, Mike White, definitely a hard nosed football player. This he shows that football is not a soft game. He's he's a guy. He's just putting everything in, all his entire body on the line just to keep that starter job. He deserves every bit of credit. Yep. And coming back in deserves credit. He's yep. still playing, and then he has to go to hospital. He's still playing, and while he has to, he's pretty much in, like, he has to still play. He's still going out there to play, even though he's pretty much, you have to bring him to hospital. So a lot of love credit to him. Love credit to him. The yep. Jets' defense kept them in game for a lot of that. That was a yeah. very low-scoring first half. It was a very cold game in in the December Buffalo Stadium, snow even. Man, this, this is science that, you know, the Bills can still win in those cold-weather games in Buffalo. And if they get that number one seed, which they have right now, man, they'll be a tough team to beat. They'll be a tough team to beat there in the cold in yep. January. Um, I mean, that, that, just quickly, yeah. the Jets kept the Bills to only 51 offensive snaps. It's pretty impressive. I know. I don't know one way you need to think about the Jets. I mean, they're like middle of the pack in terms of record, but I just think they play tougher than their record. I kind of like them. They're kind of a fun second team. Yeah. They are. They are. Uh, Bengals beat the Browns 23-10. Um, 
Good to see Jamar Chase back. It was good to see Jamar Chase back and and yeah, and Mixon too. Uh, yeah, actually both of them, absolutely. Yeah, so Chase with 190 yards and a TD, and Mixon with a, a healthy 96 yards. So that was yep. that was pretty good. Um, I still don't want to talk about Deshaun Watson, so yep. we'll move the on. The Browns there. do brown things, and that's fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Uh, the and Nick Chubb bottled up. Yes. Yeah. Again, absolutely. What's happened to him? Is he dead? <laughs> I think so. Mm, yeah, I okay. think. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how he hasn't asked to be. There'll be no follow-ups. Yeah. <laughs> Kareem Hunt. Where's Kareem Hunt? Yeah, I think that Brown's O-line. There's there's a lot wrong with that. That's it. That's pretty much it. But, uh, but that's what I don't understand. Yeah. He is the out-of-the-backfield option. He doesn't even get that anymore. It's like how all of a sudden Saquon Barkley has no passing chops. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that's why these people exist in these teams. And I can't get my head around it. No, neither can I. Speaking of Saquon, so the Eagles beat the Giants 48-22. <laughs> Man, and that's that a huge part of it. Weird. They just don't know how to use some of their best and, players. Um, and Menjot, that it's coincidentally that was actually the highest scoring game of the week. So we both got that uh, that um, prediction <laughs> wrong. Yeah, um, points. That that was a weird. Yeah, once I saw that final score, I was like, hundred percent, no one's being that. Eagles just keep rolling. It's just the Eagles. Backups, man. They're so complete. It's just the, it's it's insane how I don't get it. They are. I don't. It's backup just, offensive. Uh, the backup offensive weapons were even pretty good. I don't know. So, like, Boston Scott and those guys yeah. even score a touchdown. Like, come on, man. This is this, just stop. Just stop, bro. It's just the fact that it's crept up out of nowhere. There's, it's not like they've got that many different guys. There's, there's a lot of the team which was there last season. So, what, what, what's different? So, who knows? Yeah. The it's... thing that I get about them, though, is I get a very that year Kaepernick was the full-time starter for the 49ers. And they just continued to kind of roll like they did in the back end of the year before. No one had kind of worked them out yet. But, man, I think the second they're worked out, it will be over fucking quickly like it was for Kaepernick and the 49ers. Uh, They went from NFC champions to, we can't even be 500 tomorrow. And I think that's what's going to happen here. Oh, that's a bit of a... That's a bold call. That's a bold I don't know call. if it is because I've seen uh, this before. I think, really. I think, though, yeah, that defensive line is aging. Like, even the guys they've added are like, yeah. they're old dudes. They're well, all they've done, they've done the same thing the Rams did last year, haven't they? They've gone all in. This is yeah. their year. They've gone all in with older guys, more experienced guys, and then, yeah, fuck what happens next year. Yeah, this is a team that have actually been building since pretty much 2013 when Reed was out and they brought Chip Kelly. This whole team has just been building this sort of thing. They reached their climax of 2017 and won the, the big one. And then they went downhill and then they re- rebuilt with a lot of the same guys. So just adding like Hertz and a couple of these guys like Smith and AJ Brown, like apart from that, a lot of the guys are still the same from the, the 2017 championship. There's a lot of guys that are still there. So They've been going like peaks and troughs that team together. So once a lot of those core guys like Kelsey and Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and all these guys start to retire, then they'll have to find new guys. And that might be a bit hard, especially those guys who are in the trenches, both offense and defense. Yep. You know what, though? Gardner Minshew is going to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. He was out there as the uh, human victory cigar on the weekend, which I love when he goes out there with his stash and kneels on the ball. Yeah. <sighs> Give me more of that. I missed that. He's going to win um, a Super Bowl. Gardner Minshew is going to be a Super Bowl winner. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm loving it. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure Chad Henney has a ring, so why not Minch? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. How about um, how about the battle of the backups that ended up as Ravens Steelers, Ravens beating the Steelers sixteen to fourteen. Trubis- Trubisky game. versus Tyler Huntley. Yeah, this like, shows that definitely the Steelers they're building a lot of good things to pick it. One week with Trubisky shows that they had to make that decision sooner. They they had they had a lot of good things going on Pickett recently. He was really finding his form, and now they're going back to Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Boy, it's hard. Same thing with the Ravens. Once Lamar's back, this shows to all the people that were saying, "Oh, Lamar can be easily replaceable by Huntley." No, he can't. Lamar's no. a different athlete. He's a different sort of dude. They gotta sign him. They gotta pay him as soon as possible because. This team's a whole skeleton of themselves. They got pay Lamar and then try and find him some good weapons because man, it's hard to watch this Ravens team. Their defense though, <laughs> both defenses are pretty good. I like both of the Steelers and the Ravens defenses. This is a classic oh, Steelers. See, I'm Ravens. not sure the Ravens defense is as good as advertised. They've spent a lot of money on it, but yeah. they without the three turnovers, I don't know how many points they would have given up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it was a classic Steelers-Ravens game. Wasn't it? Yeah. Very, very defensive, ugly football. Might not be everyone's cup of tea. Brought me a bit of nostalgia, though. So I'll take it. I'll, I'll tell you it. the ugliest thing in that game was watching J.K. Dobbins break out for that, like, 40-yard run. And he <laughs> was running like he had peg legs. And I asked, I've got a mate in one of my Dynasty Fantasy Leagues who's a sprint coach. And I just tagged him in it and said, can you explain this? And he's like, not for a pro athlete. I cannot explain it. So uh, no I'm not trading every share of J.K. Dobbins I've got in long formats. That's it. I'm just moving on. Yeah. He's not no, looking good. No knees. Nope. Um, we almost had to talk about the Broncos winning. Sorry, who? But the Chiefs who? Wait, 34 wait, to 28. Wait. wait the, sorry, who? The, 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 what? Who did the Chiefs play? I didn't, I didn't even the know Bros, who played the team. The, the Team Bros. 3. So the Chiefs team played got Team it. 3. Yeah, got it. Uh, and we almost had to talk about Team Three winning. Um, I said to Manjot when we were <laughs> we were we were texting on uh, on Insta, uh, we were discussing what games we were going to talk about this week. And I said, if Team Three wins, we're going to have to talk about them. <laughs> oh boy! I mean, after twenty seven nil down, you should never win. <laughs> no, but they and got they're officially and they got eliminated. They officially eliminated from playoff contention. Congrats, you spent all that money on money bags who we recently money named money bags. I love that, by the way. You guys are the yeah. best. Man, um, we need Taylor on the pod. So let's ride. This shit on that team. Nathaniel Hackett is going to take, take the the entire blame for it, though. And he's he deserves get, it. He's going to get I the punch. Does he deserve it? Really? I don't know. He's is not he, a good coach. Is he's he the a, problem? I, I'd sack it. I said in week one, I straight up, this is not cap. I put out memes. I was saying in week one, the founding hack is not the right guy for the job. I saw I saw the signs coming. I well, saw Russell, that Russell Wilson's not the right fucking guy for the job either, apparently. Yeah, either. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Russell Wilson, he's on his last legs. He can't even move. Because Gino, he's not even running Gino, Smith, Gino Smith's winning with his old team. So, Man, you know. How embarrassing was it, though? Like, Willie Gay just absolutely stiff-arming Russell Wilson to the core of the earth. That was absolutely <laughs> embarrassing for Russell Wilson. That was 
one yeah. of the worst tackle attempts I think I've ever seen. I remember. Oh, you never watched me play that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one, speaking of Matt's, one time I saw like Matt Ryan, he was chasing down a kick he threw, and he got absolutely fucking. He like, got dealt. Yeah. yeah. That that one against the Saints on Thanksgiving. Beautiful. Bro, that was. I, I think that was 2019. Yeah, that was yeah. 2019. I remember watching that one. And then, man, he got absolutely decked. I think this was worse, though. This whole stiff arm. I'm surprised, though. Willie Gay, he just celebrated like his dad, man. Like, do you remember that time when his dad got that interception, Matty, on, on, on the Bengals? And then he, like, went a full-on, like, five-minute celebration in the whole last end zone. It wasn't – I think it was, like, a pick six. And then he, like, rolled in. And then he, like – Oh, his yes. Up. Yeah, remember that? And then, like, they flag him for excessive celebration. He's Fuck still it, going, like, point. hands and knees crawling on the sideline, just still celebrating the exact same way. Man, I'm going to flag you again. Sure, they on, can man. do that. They're not going that's how you celebrate a pick, man. You gotta be doing that. Oh, Come on, man. He should have followed. Well, no, 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 no. No, probably one of the best celebrations I've seen this year so far. It was did you see the clip of Isaiah McKenzie when no. when they got they were on a fourth and one uh and the Jets Oh yes, yeah, when they was, jumped offside. One of the DEs jumped basically jumped the line and smashed Dawson Knox and then Isaiah McKenzie did did these ones. And he's just down there. He's off screen. Just going, <laughs> on, man. She's doing this. It's the it's the greatest clip. <laughs> All right, I'll be looking that up in a little bit. It's, it's yeah, amazing. Can I can I just quickly divert about to the Nathaniel Hackett thing again? Because I've been yes. desperate to have my two cents on this one. Yes, sir. And I want to start with the game quickly. Manjot, where were you in 2014? Where was I was on 2014. Do do we want to discuss like do we want to discuss that, Maddie? Oh, just real quick, give us a quick snapshot of what a day in your life would have been like. Real quick, where were you in like year one or something? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was actually in primary school back there. There you go. Okay, just... this is how long I've had deep distrust of Nathaniel Hackett because this is. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> when he was the offensive coordinator of the Bills and Fred Jackson had gone uh, off and had a pretty good year, but he's getting old and CJ Spiller had kind of shown a lot in the part-time role, and he in the preseason says. Oh, I'm going to give CJ Spiller the ball so much you're going to throw up. And then he proceeded to fucking not use him belly at all. And and I've just never trusted the guy since. He he came down to the Jags and was the offensive coordinator through a period down there as well where, you know, it was a Bortles era thing. And uh, the distrust runs deep. That's almost 10 years of distrust of Nathaniel Hackett. So when he gets a head coaching job, I'm like, have at it. You know, the guy's a disaster. I remember those old Bills teams. Yes, I do. That was... Man, there you go. like CJ Spiller and Fred Jackson, like the only good things about that, those teams. Yeah. Because they're absolute hot garbage. This is not like your Josh Allen Bills. They have every weapon. This was a team that had... This was a team like, that no used to have Marshawn Lynch in the building and they let him go. Yeah. They, <laughs> so they had to have like trust in their guys. <laughs> yeah. This Bills team was absolutely terrible. I think, like, unfortunately, it was pretty much the old owner, Ralph Wilson. I think yeah. he got a bit too old and unfortunately Big he Ralph. passed away in 2014. And then since then, the new ownership, they had a few years where they had to like really rebuild. But once they found their guy, Josh Allen, boy, he's been good. So much Bill's talk. There you go. We've, we've had two segments of them. So I just need to make sure I got the Nathaniel Hackett thing out there though. Because that's yeah, I, I know that Ian's going to be really unimpressed with how far I've dragged this show away. But, but that that is the the distance that I'm willing to go to show how, how much I really hate the Team 3 coach. 
Yeah, no, it's because I was I wasn't I wasn't ignoring you. It's because I went and found this. <laughs> Here we go. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> so for the radio audience. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, 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 Mosley. This is just wrestle. <laughs> Look at him, yeah. Hey, <laughs> that was, was mostly jumps over the line and just kills Alan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, he killed Dawson Knox. Yeah, he Knox. killed Knox. Cast oh, Knox. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Dawson Knox was doing that Travis Kelsey play where where they run him <laughs> on the center. I'm just like describing this because like our whole podcast audience is already over. Yeah. So so Dawson Knox was running that play where he like just sneaks up on the center and he'll sneak it, and then Moses like, oh, I know this play. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna come eat. in, and, yeah. he and it would have been if mostly had timed that right, it would have been brilliant. But he didn't. Yeah. And then just line between brilliance and disaster. Isaiah McKenzie. So there I he is the doing the Usain Bolt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Show me the first Bolt. down, maybe. Oh, it's just <laughs> great. It's, it's hilarious. Anyway, we're off. Two more games. Uh, Chargers beat the Dolphins 23-217. We talked a little bit about both already. Uh, Herbert's the guy. Herbert's amazing. Herbert is amazing. Uh, Tua, something's wrong with him. I think the the Niners figured him out. I think that every team's going to take away the middle of the field yep. against the Dolphins. I think that's what that's lost. definitely what's happening. Yeah, I agree. I think that's what's happening. I think in the same vein you were talking about the Eagles uh, and and previous 49ers teams that said same thing. They figured it. They figured out the what's going on, and they're just well. Actually, the Giants is the same other thing. I think people the Giants this season where they were rolling uh, and it was all. Um. Uh, it was all Saquon Barkley, but once teams figured out that it's all Saquon Barkley, and you stop him, you stop everything. And there's yeah. many others that are like that, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a team. They're seven and six, but they've lost four one-score games as well, which is really tough. I mean, what more can Herbert be doing? And here they are. If the playoffs start today, they're out. They're out. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I still love the ch- and every time I see LAC, I can't help but think Clippers. And I know it will always be in there. <laughs> it's going to take a long time to get used to LAC not being the LA Clippers and being the LA Chargers yeah. for my brain. Yeah, but uh, I don't know what else you need them to do. But the run home's okay because they're going to touch up Tennessee this week. They get the awful Colts, the awful Rams, and Team Three. Like they- they'll be fine. Ah, oh, they can they can win out. I think, yeah. and they they have a chance to win it out and make the playoffs. I think for me, just watching watching Herbert. He's just dealt with his rib injuries. He's dealt with receiver injuries. He's had like basically just like Josh, Josh Palmer, and Austin Eckler to throw to most games. Right now, he's got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams just coming back. Healthiest they've been. This is this is a we'll chance see, they can make a see, run. See what they do against the Titans this week coming in, in week fifteen. So yep, yeah. Well, they're at home, so that helps. Gonna be interesting. Last one. Uh, last one. Patriots. Beat the Cardinals uh, today, twenty-seven to thirteen. Um, Kyler Murray uh, went out injured, didn't he? Did he stay? Out yeah, injured? they're saying torn ACL, third player of the game. It was non-contact as well. Non-contact. He just, he just made a cut, and then his left knee like gave out. Yep. And I was like, an instant thought was, yeah, yeah, I've seen this before. I, I think I know what this is. Yep. So yeah, that's uh, to be confirmed with an MRI, but it does it doesn't. Seems good. Like non-contact knee injuries like that, and really good news. Cardinals are going to have to keep rolling with Colt McCoy if they want to keep rolling now. So yeah, I, I, that team's dead in the water. Cliff Kingsbury is losing his job. 
for the Patriots, they're in the seventh seed. They're they're coming back. It was an ugly win. They still need a fig. They someone needs to tell me why Matt Patricia is their offensive coordinator because man, this guy is a defensive minded coach, and even then, he's a fucking god awful coach either side of the ball. So I don't know why. I think this is just Bill Belichick looking out for a mate, wanting Patricia to get another head coaching job and getting him a good resume. And boy, what I think I saw a meme today was like. Patricia and I think it was Joe Judge is the other guy that's running the offensive show yep, there. So, so there was like the meme and they're both looking at their freaking clipboards and then like the meme caption says people are pretending to do work but they're not actually doing work. <laughs> I think I think that adequately sums up what the fuck's going on in, in Foxborough right now. Yeah, they, they need something else too. It's a bit it's a bit weird when you're um the your highest or oh, your number one receiver for the the game is your tight end with 70 yards so yeah. I, don't, I just don't know he has a, he, they have receiver talent they don't know how to use it Kendrick Bourne is a good talent last year was like cooking last year was actually like really doing well and then he got into like Patricia's doghouse because Patricia I don't know what I don't know what he's thinking but Kendrick Bourne is a damn good receiver, yeah. not getting used at all. He's not even got, like, a target in most games. He had, like, what I saw him have, like, this catch today, and he got called back by Pat. It was, like, called back by a delay of game penalty. I was like, damn it, that was his one <laughs> chance to show Patricia, man. And then, oh, man, I, he's a former Niner, too. So, obviously, I have a lot of love for him, the 2019 Niners and everything. Just, I love the guy, Kendrick Bourne, and, Boy, I just want him to have his chance again because he was falling last year, and then this year they just they just hate on him for some reason. It's just New England. It's just oh, how it is, really. Patricia, hundred percent. I think what's interesting about him though is like you know, so their top receiver across all positions is Jacoby Myers with like fifty receptions. There's running backs with fifty receptions. What what the fuck is going on? <laughs> what yeah. did I say? Like Tyreek has a hundred receptions already. Yeah. Yeah, so that's just that, that team's a disaster. And it's amazing that they are. They were in sole possession of the bottom of that division when we woke up this morning. Now they're in the playoffs if the playoffs started today. It's crazy. What the fuck? <laughs> that's the NFL, man. That's the NFL in 2022. Yeah. So you yeah. go. Or is it just NFL in how well rigged is the league for the Patriots? No, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> Ever yeah. since the uh, 2017 season, that like 2018 AFC Championship game, I'm okay oh, with people saying that the sports rigged and the Patriots always cheat. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm fine with that too. Don't Miles Jack me. was not down. Hashtag. Oh, yeah, we'll never forget. Never forget. <laughs> See, Ian and I have got this beautiful synergy where, mate, how many times have you thought to yourself, I'm just drinking until I forget the 1999 NFC Championship game? Because I've thought that about the AFC Championship game a ton. And you can I, say the same about the 2017 NFC Championship game the way I, I can. We just got every, this synergy. It's every single, every single one of them. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know. Right? Every one. The problem is I've only had two. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, we yeah. <laughs> Yes. We've been there a lot more often. But this is... <laughs> that's a cross to bear. I mean, that's a good thing about following a very unsuccessful team. Yes, but yeah. they always lose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's a bombshell we should end on. Uh, that's us for today. We have gone very long. Uh, thank you for having me. This is a problem. I go on shows you. and I blow them up. No, Sorry. fuck it. No, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's why. Thank coming, Maddie. Thanks, thanks for, for thanks going for on, Maddie. Thanks for having a chat. Now, yeah. I, I need to make sure we get um, because we're about to hit 
NFL, like the, the fantasy playoffs, and we're all in playoffs in the league. I've got yeah. Marky Mark from the No Huddle podcast coming to join us with the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. I don't, I don't, I don't and know exclusive, how I want to see if I can offer you a shot to come on with us in the uh, in the fantasy playoffs. Would you Would you accept an invite if I got t- my people in touch with your people? Uh yeah, we'll see how we line up. How yeah, yeah, that? okay, okay. Right, we'll see, yeah. see, okay. see how my times are. I'll check my schedules. I'll get, I'll get one of my little schedules. minions in touch with one of yours. Right, that'll be fucking yeah, Get them schedules <laughs> out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One more. What now, man, Jot? Yeah, I, I thought we were going to talk about a bit about the local gridiron. We're going to like mention a bit. We've been going so, an hour and a half, man, Jot. Yeah, just mentioning, <laughs> you know, we got the cap the ball on Saturday, me and Maddie, and is- from on YouTube. There is, it's yeah. going to be good. Yes, check check these guys out. That was going to be part of my end. Uh, check these guys out uh, on ACT Gridiron. Uh, it? It's what is the YouTube? M N live streaming. Yes, M for Mary, N for Nelly, because the two hardest letters to pronounce together. Yeah. M N live streaming. Uh, check out the Capital Bowl, ACT Gridiron. You'll hear these guys commentating, uh, giving some insights and some stuff about the game, uh, some local products. Check out uh, at Aussie NFL Fantasy for Manjot, Thank you. Taylor, uh, Manjot and uh, Taylor and Maddie. All on that. Uh, you'll hear some insights from these two and a whole bottle, bunch of lowbrow stuff from Taylor. Uh, <laughs> Titans love. Ugh. Titans yeah. love, but also, yeah, a lot of nicknames if you want to get in on that too. <laughs> uh, Come discover who's the NFL's dickhole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Check out... Um, Check out Manjot uh, stuff during the week at Pastry Press NFL. Um, yeah. There'd be a bit going on during the week where you can just watch back all his reactions from the week that's just gone. Uh, yeah, don't worry. We've got Denver Broncos memes and Team three. Patrick Mahomes throwing underarm passes and Bacon Mayfield doing stuff. So, yeah, we got a lot of things going on there. Yep. And, then, and then, of course, our socials uh, at Canada Grid Iron, yeah. uh, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and until the weekend for the week 15 preview show for 2022, that'll be uh, us for now. Thanks, boys. Thanks Thank so much you. for having me in. Thanks, man, Josh. Thank you, everyone.